Hi, everybody. Uh, welcome back to uh, season three of the ins and outs of selling your business. For those of you just joining us, I'm Keith D., president of Osage Advisors. Osage Advisors is a merger and acquisition firm working with business owners and their families looking to sell. Typically, our clients start at uh, $5 million in revenue and up, and we are in our 22nd year of business. So as uh, we closed out season two with, we mentioned that we're going to bring back uh, Jeff Rossi. Hey, Jeff, how are you? Good, Keith. How are you? Just to let everybody know, Jeff is a partner with Markham. Markham is a national accounting consulting and advisory firm. And for season three, we thought we uh, would start off with taking a real deeper dive into the planning process when clients are thinking about selling. Um, And one of the, I wouldn't say new concept, but relatively new concepts out there or or, uh, engagement for accounting firms, uh, which have uh, transaction advisory groups like Markham, is what they call sell-side QV, quality earnings. It's kind of... uh, a way of a preemptive strike for business owners to prepare uh, when they're selling. So they have a document that that has been uh, opined on, blessed by their accounting firms, uh, consulting firms, that they can utilize as part of the sales process. Um, And Jeff, maybe you can just kind of run through the concept of a Q of sell side Q of E and I know you guys have been promoting it. Frankly, in all transparency, we're working with a, a client that uses Markham that they had a sell-side QV done, and it's been a, a great tool uh, that we've been able to utilize as part of our uh, planning process and sales process for this client. Yeah, so part, part of the foundation of Markham's philosophy is to be proactive in our services that we pr- provide to our clients. And when a client's looking to exit, uh, there's there's nothing more powerful than providing a quality of earnings sell side diligence in advance of going to market. Uh, a lot of times our, our clients have lined up a specialist such as yourself to be the investment banker to guide them through the process in market. Um, but it, it's really kind of a contingent upon the client to be ready to actually have a successful transaction. And that's where that sell side diligence comes in and just sets the stage. It sets the stage for a couple of things. Most important, it sets the stage in regards to the true value of the enterprise and the readiness of the enterprise to actually have a successful process and ultimately a successful close. Yeah. So we always talked in prior episodes about, you know, reducing that skepticism meter, right? The less skeptical the buyer is, the higher the value. The more skeptical the buyer is, you know, the lower the value or value will be spread over years. Prove it to me, right? So if you are, and it also shows, I think, a lot towards the um, the seller is, is sincere about selling, right? That they are prepared to sell. They are taking the steps that they're moving forward with the transaction because there are, you know, people out there, buyers, sellers out there, they're kind of maybe testing the market, see what happens. But when you engage to a sell side QV, you're, you're actually investing in your future selling the company. Um, and also, it also, from our view, being the banker on this, it shows that the, the client um, has a management team, is prepared, a well-functioning business. And when we provide that sell side QV to a buyer, it's almost like their shoulders 
relieved, right? Okay, these guys are real and they're serious about this. Uh, so we need to get real as well, right? So maybe some of the, what are some of the key components that you guys address in the cell site QV for our, for our audience? Yeah, the most important items to address, obviously quality of earnings. It's a, real, a little bit deeper dive into the revenue and the quality of the revenue. Um, a lot of times, if, even if a client has been audited in the past, that's kind of a, a certification of a historical scorecard at a point in time. Uh, for the balance sheet and 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 definitely a, you know a specific period, most often a year, on the previous year uh, on the income statement and cash flows, the quality of earnings differs um, because it it dips into the business cycles, mm-hmm. the quality of the earnings, the quality of the backlog, the profitability of specific SKUs. It's providing the the seller and the buyer a lot more insight into the revenue, and as we know, the revenue is primary driver for all businesses. Yeah, and I think it, you know it also from my when looking at you know obviously Markham's uh, re, uh, recent QV that we're utilizing with a deal we're working on is, you know you get to some key components of 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 the revenue of the business cycle, uh, key performance indicators, of profitability margins. One of the key things that uh, we um, took away from the deal we're working on now is that uh, your working capital analysis, right? Because people. Our clients don't think about working capital in a sense of, of, of a component of the transaction. They're, they're certain looking at their sales cycle, the cash flow cycle, you know, how long it takes me to take from, you know, from inventory to, to building it, to shipping it, to collecting it, putting it back in cash. That's always important. But when you look at the working capital component of what it takes to run a business on an ongoing basis, that's a negotiable item, uh, critical negotiable item as part of the transaction. And you guys, I mean, I think you really hit hit on that hard in a positive way uh, what the working capital components is. So it, it makes it easy for the reader to see, okay, this is where we're at. Keith, you're, you're bringing up a really great point. A lot of times companies carry certain amount of inventory in the ordinary course of business. What we've learned through the pandemic is there really isn't an quote ordinary course of business um, anymore. There's a lot of fear with supply chain disruption so a lot of companies, specifically in the area that I spend most of my time, industrials and consumer products, a lot of warehouses have been filled. As product has become available, raw materials, et cetera, shelves have been stocked full. So the working capital, or at least the inventory component, has been inflated based on you know supply chain issues and fear of not being able to get materials to satisfy customer demand. So when you're looking at the working capital, you have to normalize that as well. If there's excess inventory and, and the seller has made a very significant investment in carrying what I would say an above average inventory level, that, that should be taken into consideration and that should most definitely be an adjustment. It, it, you need to normalize that working capital as well. Yeah, we're running into that right now. And this is where a QV really helps, sell side QV helps. You kind of lay it out, right? And we, our clients, well, look, I typically carry three million. I have five million, and so well, I have five million because I needed to make sure I had the product to ship, and I want to get paid for that, right? And so, so it's a purchase price adjustment. If your working target working capital is typically a million, and you're got and you're at two million dollars because of inventory needs to support supply chain disruption. You're going to come back to the buyer and say, look, I want a million dollar increase in my purchase price because I'm giving you this excess inventory, which you're going to benefit from. The buyer's going to look at it and say, 
yeah, but, you know, is, are you maintaining yourselves because you had the excess inventory or not, right? So it's a, nego- it's a, it's a discussion, ongoing discussion. And as we said in the prior episode, that you know, you'll, find, you'll come to a re- resolution that works for everybody. I mean, I this is our 22nd year business. I've never seen working capital, target working capital, as they say in the trade, you know, blow up a deal, right? You, you figure it out. But to your point, these things come up. And you bring them up in the sell side Q of E, this is the normal, this is what it is today, there's an excess, the buyer's already alerted that there's going to be a discussion on this, right? So I think it's imperative that, you know, that, you know, the more we can give comfort to the buyer, the better. So, and and then, and so, so you do this, the sell side Q of E, and so we have our book, we have our thing, we're then, we, we go into it. But the buyer's not going to rely on your sell side QV, right? And to, to the dismay of our sellers, they're, going to, they're going to want to do their own. Now, they're going to look at the sell side and the buy side. There's going to be some, obviously, difference negotiated. But, you know, from your perspective, from both sides, let's say from the sell side QV, because you're going to get brought in earlier in a transaction now because you're working with the seller because the buyers are going to have some questions. How do you... How do you how do you work with that so that you know that you get comfort to the buyer on 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 your work? I mean, obviously, Markham's a very reputable firm, so yeah, you know, a lot of times we, these transactions are are fragile, and coming in as an advisor, uh, mm-hmm. most often one that's been advising the company for a number of years, you're giving the seller that comfort uh, in regards to carrying them through the transaction, just as you've provided services to them over the years, but you're also giving the buyer comfort. Uh, the amount of knowledge that you have about the enterprise, the, the, the your ability to answer the questions and speak through, you know, what I, what I say, transaction speak, uh, you know, a lot of times the controllers and CFOs, it's the first transaction that they've gone through in their career. And they can they can speak to the business in regards to the moving parts, operating cycles, you know how information flows, and they can they can provide a lot of information in regards to the data dump, but they can't really carry through the quote transaction speak. And that's where professionals like our transaction advisory services and, and folks like myself who have been uh, trusted advisors over the years to the seller can drive a lot of value in the transaction. The last thing you want to have happen during a transaction is have someone tap the brakes because they don't have that level of comfort. Right. And I think, I mean, I think by doing a sell side QV, right, you guys have taken a much deeper dive than just like a pining on an audit number. Yeah. Okay. Cash ties out inventory is X, Y you take, so you're prepared to support the transaction in a way that you normally wouldn't be prepared for because you guys have done that deep dive. So, we can we can work to collaborate together and say okay what caused this and 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 why is this happening and the client may not you know they might even thought about it for running their daily business but the buyer's going to ask that question and now we have a answer which again gives comfort reduces that skepticism that maintain the transaction moving forward um and and on and that note is like you, know, you may have you know a, a company a small a, a close sale company, right? You have one has a twelve thirty one year end, one has a nine thirty year end. One's cash basis, one's accrual basis, one's an S corp, one's a C corp. 
so you know, uh, you know, you guys got to kind of put it all together, and and you and you put the concept of a you know you merge them, combine them, consolidate them, and you kind of show it as a you know a trailing twelve months, right? So everything is, every month, everything lines up. And maybe you can give an example of where that you may run in a situation like that, where you coming in and kind of put it together that you, you know, maybe your client's like, wow, I never thought about that. And, you know, the profitability numbers may have changed a bit when you kind of put those together and, and with the related party transactions, everything else. And maybe there's an example you can share with us on that. Yeah. So a lot of times when we're coming in uh, to do the audit uh, or, or other compliance for a client, it's usually at the end of the year, right? You're, you're opining on a certain point in time. Most clients, as you know, they don't sell at the end of the year. I mean, it, right. you'd have your own busy season, uh, you know, and that's not, uh, that's not what you want to have. Trust me. So, you know, you get the, the four months of darkness there. You, you want to spread it out. So most clients decide at various points in time during the year that they're going to go to market and uh, having a sell side diligence starts at that point in time and works backwards. A lot of times you find out that the the books and records of an entity are quote cleaned up at the end of the year. And they're not they're not so much ready for the level of scrutiny to go through the diligence process during the year. Good point. So so you get in there um, with the sell side diligence Q of E and you drive a tremendous amount of value just by having management team ownership, everybody gets on the same page in regards to what questions are going to be asked. There's a different level of maybe internal financial reporting that needs to be maintained that usually isn't maintained during the course of the month to month. Months get closed a little bit quicker, uh, you know, 10 day close, and there's not all that scrutiny on the accruals and cutoff and, and some of the other things that happen at year end. So doing the process makes a company ready. It's like, it's like if you were going to sell your house and all of, all the paint was peeling on your house, you'd kind of, you make sure you put a coat of paint on it and get it ready for the sale. The sell side Q of E is exactly the same. You, you get the entity and the entity's management and ownership ready. And that's the most important thing. The last thing you want to do is step into a transaction or a process and, and not be ready. It's just, it's usually a cause for disaster and you don't usually have as much success at the outcome. Right, because it slows things down to sometimes to a halt. And as we said, time kills all deals, right? So if you're not prepared and you have to go back or wait or, or call your accountant, hey, can you come in and do a numbers as of today? You know, people are busy, right? Depending on the time of year, uh, I can get there in a month. Well, a month's not going to work because we're trying to get a deal done. So the self self queue kind of augments a lot of that or, or uh, so that in a way that – and it, you can update it quickly, right? It's like we if we did a, a salsa queue of June of 2022, and now we're in November, and your client, hey, Jeff, can you come in and, and roll this forward five months? You guys, you already have everything ready to go, and you just kind of, you know, I mean, there's work involved, but it's not like you have to start from scratch. You know, within a, within a couple of days or a week, you've rolled it forward. You got the TTM through November. everything Everything's updated, and, and we're moving the transaction forward. So... Um, so, what, so, you know, it's funny cause people always look at things for, uh, things like, uh, fees that pay us, fees that pay you like as a cost. I always say it's an investment, yeah. right? I mean, you're investing in your future, investing in to maximize your value of your business. Um, but you know, there's, there, there's, there, there's dollars associated with this investment, you know, and 
you have a, a whole practice, na national practice, transaction services that does sell site QV. When you're talking to somebody about doing it, and you know what percentage say that's a great idea? I'm willing to write that check, and what say you know what? I'm going to go without it. Yeah, you know, you know so so I, I have it's like a, it's almost a hundred percent. I know all the success that you've had bringing companies to market, and it would be interesting for you and I to get together at some point um, and, and really kind of nail this down. But if you were going to look at a graph. And you were going to say enterprise value at the start of the transaction, and you were going to plot that over time. I know that the value goes down over time more often than not. Uh, you know, you take you take the Q of E cost; um, it's tax deductible, so Uncle Sam's covering a portion of it. You know, and then uh, the readiness factor and the success factor, um, getting getting a deal started and closed. Uh, in a much shorter time frame, it reduces the the follow up professional costs. If a deal goes on and it's a pick it up, put it down, you incur more legal fees, you incur more professional fees. If you're ready, right. you can have a shorter transaction time, which will ultimately net out your net net to be less if you do the if you do the sell side Q of E. Now that's a good point because it's it's the other costs associated with a transaction outside of the accounting consulting transaction fees. I mean, if if you if the buyer puts things on hold because of X, then pens down with the lawyers, right? When the lawyers pick the pens up, they have to start reviewing everything again, and all of a sudden that doubles the legal fee. So there's 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 a huge value with uh, the sell side QV. Uh, we certainly encourage clients to um, take a serious look at it. Um, and uh, on transactions, as you said, it's very rare that you're in due diligence. The value of the company is going to go up, right? They're going to stick to their price because people are betting. They're paying their price based on the future value. You know, even you know, the, uh, even though they're buying it based on historical numbers, they've kind of baked that into their number. But there is a number of times where that number could be go down. Or we'll be put in some kind of structure. I mean, we've had this happen in uh, a deal. We, client was going to do 3 million EBITDA, came in at two and a half. They still want to do the deal. So we put in a, a agreeable short-term earnout uh, to make up that difference. And, you know, a year went by and they made up half the difference, right? So they got paid half of it because they, they hit it. And now they have another year. We'll see what happens. But... I mean, the planning process, sell side Q of E, making sure your you know, everything's everything your ducks are ready to go, uh, gives the buyer a uh, a high level of comfort that you're serious about doing a deal and you're prepared to do it from a seller perspective and allow us to help maximize value. It's a great tool. And um, any any closing thoughts, Jeff, on the sell side Q of E before we wrap things up? Yeah, it's this be, being ready and having that sell side Q of E minimizes costs that most sellers don't realize the the cost of disruption the cost of your employees the lo the longer a deal goes on you know you, you have more chance of your employees or your customers or your vendors finding out that you're going to market sometimes having uh different parties find out that you're going to market it's not the best thing for the transaction enterprise value or your exit value so you know like we alluded to before Time is not your friend. Time kills all deals. Being ready drives value, drives the process, and minimizes risk. 
That's, that's well said. I couldn't agree with you more. Jeff, thanks again for kicking off season three. Really appreciate you being here, and I look forward to getting together soon. Same here. Good to see you, Keith. Thank you. All right. Have a great day. You too. Uh, so uh, thank you, everybody. That wraps up uh, episode, our first episode for season three. Um, my name is Keith D. I'm president of Osage Advisors. Uh, to learn more about our firm, please visit our website at osageadvisors.com. If you have any questions, you can reach me at kdee at osageadvisors.com or feel free to pick up the phone and give me a call at 860-767-3273, extension 1001. Have a great day and thanks for uh, being here today.